0: The book of Acts is the book of the continuing Christ. What Christ began in the gospel records, he continues in the book of Acts. In the first part of Acts, chapters 1 through 7, we join the adventures of what the Holy Spirit was doing through the apostles in the early church. This work was primarily focused in Jerusalem. The second section of Acts, however, advances beyond Jerusalem to Judea and Samaria. In this section of our study, we see the power of the gospel on full display, changing the lives of those who hear it. Let's join Scott now as the adventure continues.
1: Very frequently someone will ask me, how can I find the will of God? And the answer to that question is, do the will of God. Do what you know, and you'll know what to do. It's like Jesus telling the disciples, Uh, If any man will do my will, he shall know of the doctrine. That sounds backwards to us. We think once we know it, then we'll do it. Jesus said, do it and you'll know it. In other words, more light comes as you follow the light you have. And so we continue our journey with Saul, uh, not to Damascus, but to the will of God. This amazing question, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And we've learned some things already. First, we've learned that the will of God comes Uh, when you come to know him personally. So you have to have your own experience with the Lord Jesus Christ of simple faith where you come to know him for yourself. Then the will of God begins to unfold, uh, to unroll like a scroll as you pray, as you wait and pray. You remember that for three days uh, Saul is without sight. I would point out to you also in verse number 9 of Acts chapter 9 that he is also without food and drink. So God took the sight from him but he willingly laid aside the food and drink. He's fasting and praying. This is a man who's serious. You know, we're better at feasting than we are fasting today. Uh, I would I would challenge you. Uh, consider the whole matter of fasting and prayer in your own spiritual life. It's one of the great disciplines that Jesus taught and the early New Testament Christians practiced that I think we have neglected. Remember, this kind goeth not out but by prayer and fasting. So here's a man who's waiting, who's fasting, who's praying. How do we know that? Because the Lord said it. In verse number 11, the Lord called for a preacher named Ananias. By the way, I'm going to come back to Ananias as a, as a separate study and talk with you about him. But the Lord says to Ananias in Acts chapter 9 and verse number 11, Arise and go into the street which is called Straight, and inquire in the house of Judas for one called Saul of Tarsus, for behold, he prayeth and had seen in a vision a man named Ananias coming in and putting his hand on him that he might receive his sight. Then Ananias answered, Lord, I have heard by many of this man how much evil he hath done to thy saints at Jerusalem, and here he hath authority from the chief priest to bind all that call on thy name. But the Lord said unto him, Go thy way, for he is a chosen vessel unto me, to bear my name before the Gentiles and kings and the children of Israel, for I will show him how great things he must suffer for my name's sake. This is beautiful. Saul is sitting blind. The Lord says, I'm going to show him some things. I'm not just going to restore his physical sight. Spiritually, I'm going to show him some things, and I'm going to use you as my messenger. And before you get too critical of Ananias, imagine that the Lord calls you to go to a terrorist uh, because that's what Ananias thought of Saul. That's who Saul had been, a terrorist to the church. And yet, verse 17, Ananias went his way and entered into the house. And putting his hands on him, said, Brother Saul, oh, I love that. Don't you love the tenderness here? He's a family member now. Brother Saul, the Lord, even Jesus, that appeared unto thee in the way as thou camest, hath sent me, that thou mightest receive thy sight and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And immediately there fell from his eyes, as it had been scales, and he received sight forthwith, and arose and was baptized. And when he had received meat, he was strengthened. Then was Saul certain days with the disciples, which were at Damascus, and straightway he preached Christ in the synagogues that he is the Son of God. What What an amazing transformation and what a progression. He has his encounter with Christ. He seeks the Lord, waiting and praying on God. And so what comes next? God confirms his will through his word. God speaks to him again. I believe in divine confirmations. I really do. By the way, I believe when divine confirmations come, there should be direct obedience. Don't get ahead of God, but don't lag behind him. Uh, the prayer of Epaphras in Colossians, uh, that the believers would stand perfect and complete in all the will of God. Oh, I love that. All the will of God. Nothing more than the will of God. Nothing less than the will of God. Look, until you know it's God, don't do it. When there's doubt, don't. But the moment you know this is God, this is the Lord's way, this is the next step, as soon as there is divine confirmation, let there be direct obedience. Someone said that delayed obedience is disobedience. That's right. So the moment God speaks, the moment God shows you, uh, I I can't tell you how long you have to wait. I can't tell you how long your three days will be. Uh, But there will come a moment where light will come, where direction will come, where the next word of instruction will come. When that happens, say yes. Take the next step. Obey the Lord. So notice how the confirmation came. Now, this is really very interesting because on the road to Damascus, the Lord spoke to him personally. He heard the audible voice of the risen Christ. Somebody says, man, I want to hear that, but could I point out to you uh, that when The journey continues. It is not the Lord speaking to him audibly. Now the Lord speaks to him through his servant. Now the Lord speaks to him through the word. It didn't continue like it did on the road to Damascus. You see, you'll have experiences with the Lord. You'll have special times in your memory. You can think of moments where God really did some amazing thing in your life. Are you waiting on another event? Are you willing to simply get in the word of God Listen for the voice of God and let God speak to you. Because if you'll get in the word, God will show you his will. Uh, God will send messengers to you, uh, preaching and teaching the word of God, uh, sharing scripture with you. And God will confirm his will. He will show you this is the way, walk ye in it. And the moment he does, notice what happens. This This is so powerful. The moment this man is filled with the Holy Spirit, receives his sight, what does he do? Immediately, the Bible says, verse 18, he got up and got baptized. Immediately, he joined himself to the disciples in verse 19. Immediately, he started preaching Christ in verse 20. Immediately, what is this? This is direct obedience as soon as he has divine confirmation. And so, my friend, I want to challenge you to simply identify what is the next thing God has for you. What is that? When the Lord shows you, do it. I would challenge you to go back through Acts chapter number 9. Uh, there, there is this amazing step-by-step journey. There's humility in verse 4. He falls to the earth. There is surrender in verse 6. Lord, what will you have me to do? There is obedience In verse number 8, he gets up and just goes to Damascus. He takes the next step like God tells him to. There is prayer in verse number 11, three days of prayer. Uh, There is identification with other believers. In verse number 18, he joins himself to these believers in verse 19. There's fellowship with other Christians. There's witness. Doesn't this sound like the Christian life? Everybody's not going to have a Damascus Road experience. Everybody's not going to have... Uh, this kind of specific encounter with the resurrected Christ. Uh, This is the Apostle Paul. This is the early stage of the New Testament church. But, friend, everybody can come to know and follow and obey Jesus Christ. And, by the way, his obedience led to many more hearing the gospel and many more coming to faith in Christ. Oh, do what you know, and you'll know what to do. The will of God is not distant. It's near. The will of God is not many things. It's one thing. The will of God is not future, it is present. And friends, I want you to know the ends of the earth, you want to get the gospel to the ends of the earth? The ends of the earth begins here. The future of the church begins now, and we must not miss it. Will you ask the Lord for yourself, Lord, what will thou have me to do? And then, by the grace of God, just do that.
0: What an encouragement to us today to remember the transforming power the gospel of Jesus Christ. The gospel changed lives in the first century, and the gospel is still changing lives today. If you missed the first section of this study on The Adventure Continues, be sure to visit our website, enjoyingthejourney.org, where you can access this study along with many other resources to encourage you in your walk with God. However you listen to this podcast, we are grateful for each of you. We hope you will continue to listen and also share it with others. From all of us on the Enjoying the Journey team, may God bless you and help you enjoy the journey.